Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here for the replay for the Sunday Night Live call-in show where Scott joined me on Sunday night, March 12th, 2023. During this live call-in show, we did have some trouble with the phone lines. For some reason, the callers could not hear us. So what we did was we improvised. We talked about the news of the week, including Lighthouse Point coming to Disney Cruise Line in the summer of 2024. After our events coming to Epcot, H2O Glow Nights returning to Typhoon Lagoon, getting your attraction photos with your Genie Plus here soon at Walt Disney World. We also answer some listener questions about where to have breakfast the morning of your Disney cruise and many other uh, great questions in the live chat. And we talk even some topics from the wheel of Walt Disney World topics. It's a fun show. This show goes all over the place in an hour, but I think you're going to enjoy the fun Disney conversation over the next hour. Don't forget our show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Just swing by the website today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. The one extra click supports everything we do. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Well, hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the BOGP Open Line for Sunday night, March 12th, 2023. I'm your host, Mike Rollman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Hope you're having a great wrap to your weekend. Of course, this is the weekend we get the short end of the stick. It is one hour uh shorter so we're here it's still light outside here in the bogp studios feels a little odd to be podcasting during the daylight times but uh that means we're moving into spring i got a little spring training baseball on here in the studio so things are moving in the right direction so we are going to have a good time talking disney over the next hour taking your calls at 407-413-9395 but to do that we got my good friend scotty g joining us from up in the mitten scott what's going on happy sunday happy sunday mike um, I think I told you this before. What some random stuff we like to do on the weekends is go to like antique stores. I don't know why. It's just it feels kind of dirty sometimes when you're in there, but there, you never know like what you're gonna find. And I'm wearing something I found today. I found an old Walt Disney World Epcot Center button for like four dollars. So it's amazing, like all the Disney stuff you can find in these things. Some of, like I said, it's kind of dirty and gross that I'm like, oh, I don't even want to like touch that stuff. But it's pretty fascinating at the things you can find, and and I kind of enjoy it. So I listen to a lot of retro podcasts. I, I have like a wide variety of stuff I listen to. And, you know, some of them focus on the 80s and, you know, stuff like that retro vintage stuff. And yeah. one of the things a lot of these people talk about are going to antique malls and, and flea markets and stuff like that because they find, you know, like old Atari games and, yeah. you know, posters from the 80s movie, stuff like that. So, I mean, is that what you're seeing? Do you often yeah. see Disney stuff? Because I'd imagine yeah. like that button is sweet. Oh, we just lost Scott. He'll be right back, I'm sure. But let me just tell you, Scott's got a, he, he dropped here on the call, but we'll get him right back in here. So hang tight. But I will say that just for the people that are listening to the audio only and not seeing the video as we are here 
uh, on Facebook and YouTube. He's got this button and it does look like it's straight out of the 80s, a large pin on button. It's blue, uh, kind of a teal blue color with the Epcot Center logo on it, which is very sweet looking. So I'm just describing your your button here for everybody that's listening to the audio. But it, was this the only uh, Disney item that was in the booth or was it just random? There's Disney, there's Disney stuff all over the place. Like where I found this button, they had like first visit buttons, you know, and like that were like that I'd never seen before. So they're way before my time or just general like Walt Disney stuff. You see like old like lunch pails, like thermoses and like, I mean, anything Disney you can think of, you see it in these places, comic books, albums. So I bought some... Um, I bought like a Splash Mountain album like a couple months ago because oh, I knew nice. the attraction was going to be going down. So I was like, I'm going to get this Splash Mountain album where it had like a story and everything too. Like I turned like I had like a 10 page book or whatever to go with the album. Like it's just unbelievable the things you can find. And I don't know what happened to my connection there. That was really weird. But uh, you, I heard you talk about the Atari games too. We saw we saw an Atari system today oh. for $50, five zero. Like, Dude, it's just it. unbelievable the things you can find. I would have bought one. Me and my brother already have one though. I guess we thought about it as a backup in case if that one ever goes bad, but. See, yeah. here's, here's my problem though. My wife is very much a minimalist and she does not like, she calls it junk. I don't call any of this stuff junk. Yeah. I have a few old Atari cartridges that I bought like at this place called, oh, what's it called? Vintage stock, I think at the mall because they were selling them for like three bucks. And I just wanted to have it for the, I don't have an Atari, but I just wanted to have it to sit on the shelf. It was like Pac-Man and Asteroids and a Space Invaders. They just sit there just so I can look at them. You know, just I mean, it's me art in a way. I yeah. mean, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Like that love, remember that random like TV guide I got? It was like right the love there. boat. Yeah, yeah, it's right behind the metal here. Yeah. <laughs> that was like $4 at a, I mean, I mean it's, it's just, you would never like want that, right? Like, oh, I need this TV guide. But like, it was just funny because it was like a drawing for like one of your favorite TV shows. And then you said you were having a riot, like looking at oh, like yeah. the old like ads. The ads too. for like cigarettes and I mean, all the yeah. weird, you know, the cars of the the, the era. Yeah. I mean, how much, you know, you get so a car for like I highly recommend it. What's, what's funny though, the places we go to, we just go to like a random town like today. Like we're celebrating my brother's brother, my brother's birthday. So we went to like a random town in Grand Rapids, found this antique store and we spent like three hours in there because they're always like huge and there's so much stuff to look at like from the albums to the video games and whatever it's just it's a big time killer if you're looking to just like to kill some time and like get some good laughs so and you never know you might find some good disney finds so highly recommend looking in your area yeah i need to do it we have a lot of antique places around here actually we have right down the street so yeah i guess i gotta talk pam into it yeah. tough sell but we'll, we'll, but, we'll i mean work. you don't have necessarily to buy anything right? but you can get some good laughs like say to pam like oh man do you remember this like <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of fun that's what know? i do on twitter every time because i get all those memes but yeah i'm sure you'll see so much like cardinal merchandise too right like oh yeah like, oh my god like here's like a program from when we won the world series back in 82, yeah, 82. or whatever yeah <laughs> look at you yeah and probably some football cardinal stuff from back when because they exactly. were my team back in the day two football teams ago in st louis uh anyway so let's talk disney that's why everybody's here so right now we have you know we got news just a couple of days ago that Lighthouse Point, we're going to be able to visit the second private island with Disney Cruise Line here starting in summer of 2024. So in about, eh, you know, 15 months or so going to the new island. So uh, what do you think about that? That's exciting. I mean, so that means they're probably going to do more like Bohemian Cruises, I'm guessing then, right? Mm, like when that guess. happens, because um, the ships are kind of spread out a little bit right now. So that would make a lot of sense. And yeah, I'll be excited. Like, I mean, I love going to Castaway Key. Like I've done that itinerary a lot of times, mm -hmm. so it feels a little stale for me at times, but to have like a new island to explore is going to be 
fantastic for those frequent Disneyland cruisers. So I'm super excited. I imagine you're the same, right, Mike? I'm super excited always for a new experience, you know, because it's always exciting to get a new ship, but this will be a new destination that Disney owns and can control the story and the experience throughout the the day on the island. And, you know, you got to think about it. Castaway Key, Disney put that together over two decades ago now. You know, that was that was in the late 90s. So what are they going to do now? Like with newer, like, right. I mean, technology. I know, like, and Castaway Key is so beautiful. You haven't been there. Like, it is just it's gorgeous. And just to have like a Castaway Key part two just really excites me. And to have those options, too, right? When you're looking at cruise itineraries, like, like, could you imagine if one went to both? Like, have you ever thought about that? Would one sailing go to both islands? Now that would sign me up right now. I'm like, that's, that would just be epic. You know, they're thinking about that, right? They have to be, that'd be, be, but I hadn't thought about that, but I, yeah, I just wonder how it's going to shift things. Cause everybody wants to try the new and the latest with lighthouse point. That'll probably take some of the demand off of the sailings to Castaway Key, which Castaway Key is awesome, but I'm in that boat, right? I want to see the new uh, experience because yeah, God, I can't believe that. Like, it has been over 25 years since yeah. Disney put together Castaway Key. And back then, it was a real novelty for a cruise line to have their own private island. Or, you know, it's they're sometimes they're not islands, they're just yeah. they have a portion of a island. But they've come so far. I mean, all, the cruise lines really push each other with the island experience, you know, with Royal with Coco Cay, and um, they had uh Labadee, which I went to one time. They, they've really almost made these, each island is almost like an amusement park kind of experience. So now Disney's got to up the game. So I'm really excited to see, cause they've been working on it for quite a yeah. while. Now remind, remind me like Coco, is it Coco K or I don't know how I you think it's Coco Key. I think Okay, they don't like, they you still have to like tender in, right? They don't they can't dock there, right? Like how I you can bold. at Castaway Key. No, I haven't been to Coco Key. Um okay. I've been to Lobbity and we had to ooh, tender in, like kind of like what we did when we were in um no at Lobbity we, Lobbity we ported. We we came oh, did in. You? Okay. I, I'm pretty okay. sure you guys my honeymoon. That's how long ago. That was, <laughs> like, that was like a big sell. <laughs> I thought that was a big sell for Castaway Key too, because yeah. you dock like right, right there, which is awesome. And then obviously it's just your your ship on the island, so it feels like smaller, you know. But um I would love to see like when this new cruise comes in, maybe like the price come down for some of those Castaway key, yes. uh, key sailings, but that won't happen. What they'll do, they'll just like bump the price up for the yep. ones that go to Lighthouse Point, probably. Well, the more de- but, the more demand, you know, the more supply you have, the demand yeah. causes the prices to shift. So that's what I'm for hoping sure. for. Especially, yeah, I mean, I'll be very curious to see what it does. Like, we'll be definitely be watching the pricing, but uh, either way, like. You're going to have two options now to go to two awesome Disney private islands. And that that's great. So I'm very excited for summer 2024. Well, see, Disney really kind of thought outside the box when they brought on the wish, right? Because I thought the brand new ship would be doing the longer, like more expensive cruises, right? Yeah. That, that's what I thought pre you know announcement. And then they bring out the wish and they do it on the most popular and the ten, you know, what used to be the shortest. most affordable, yeah. you know, shortest cruises to the Bahamas. So who knows, like with the treasure and stuff like that, it, it, they have flexibility. So we'll see what happens. Um, let's hit a couple of news stories real quick. Besides that, I know that one you're excited for is that H2O glow nights are coming back to Typhoon Lagoon this summer. So I'm in this situation with the BR Guest Podcast Cruise. We have coming up in just over 100 days, not very long, where my girls do not have tickets. So and I have an annual pass, so that doesn't you know, won't affect me, but I'll have to buy tickets for them. And the thing is, you can't buy tickets for pre-cruise and post-cruise and have them good for, for both lengths, right? Because we're going to be on a four-night cruise. Yeah. So 
we're probably just going to come down a couple days early before the cruise. And we got to decide if we're going to go to the parks before or after. We're not going to do both. But what I'm going to do is try to swing it so we can do an H2O Glow Nights, you know, and do water parks and stuff like that. Disney Springs stuff outside the theme park. So I think this is a good addition for stuff like that, where you might have a split stay where you have a chunk in the middle. It doesn't cover dude, magic you, away tickets. Dude, you're spot on with that. That is a great way to do it. Like come down a couple of nights early. Like your first night could just be whatever. And then the next day you do the H2O glow nights and boom, then you're cruising the next day or however the calendar works. It'll be something similar to that. But yeah, so, so H2O glides, I, I've teased this a bunch. Like it is one of the coolest events ever. Just like I always talk about how like how pale my skin is, you know, and the Florida sun is brutal. So going to like a water park or doing night swimming is super ideal for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just fun. Like the atmosphere with like the DJ, like doing like going into the wave pool at night, doing crush and gusher at night and all that. It just has this vibe, Mike, that is just this like party environment that is just so fun. And you're just running around in a theme park. You're getting wet. You're going going on all the rides. It's, It's super fun. So I highly recommend it. We should definitely plan on doing one of those nights mike yep it looks like the tickets are already on sale they're uh, going to be 75 dollars uh plus tax for adults 10 and up children three to nine or 70 dollars plus tax uh discounts for dvc holder uh, dvc members so and it's kind of on the pricier side right but i think from my experience doing those you you get the value in that in that 75 dollars like you really do um even like my family, like Elizabeth and Emily, aren't the biggest water park people. I'll be honest, I'm not either. But man, it's like one of the funnest experiences we ever had at Walt Disney World. So highly recommend it. That says it's only fifty nine for uh, DVC and uh, AP okay. holders. So that's that's not dude, horrible. And you get ice cream bars bad. and stuff like that. Popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. Dude, swimming, night swimming, popcorn and ice cream. What what could be God. better? Just think like you're just like. If you do that before the cruise, you're just like, you know, stretching out your stomach with all those ice cream bars before you get them again on the cruise. <laughs> totally are. So um, we we experienced this out at Disneyland. We were there this past summer. We had Genie Plus. We used it in the parks um, and it worked out great. We both agreed like Genie Plus was amazing at Disneyland just because of the density of attractions and how you can bounce from one thing to the next so quickly. And you're constantly like, just what's ne- what's available now? OK, let's do this. Let's. And we really took advantage of that. But one thing that they were doing at Disneyland that they were not doing at World, which they are now, is that you're able to get those attraction photos as part of your Genie Plus purchase now, which for folks, I mean, we have annual passes and we pay the extra hundred bucks because we run all the races and stuff to get the memory maker. But if you don't have memory maker, this is a great, I mean, it's, it's something that Disney's giving you that they weren't giving you before. I mean, with the price of Genie Plus, yeah, you should probably been getting that all along, but at least it's moving in the right direction. Get those attraction photos now. It's going to be a really good thing. So a great example of this is my boss went down recently, um, not an annual pass holder, first trip as a family and all that. We talked it through and she's like, I think I'm going to do Genie Plus. That's where she landed on. But then she like messaged me like, Scott, like I'm getting all these watermarks on my photos. And that was kind of frustrating for her because they're, I told her like, go to all the photo stops. Me as an annual pass holder that pays for it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I, I got to admit, I kind of forgot about that, right? Because you get yeah. so used to it. <laughs> And so then like I, you, we kind of know the workaround with friends and family. So like I, I linked her up with my Disney experience so that I can get her the photos, but that is a perfect example where like that could really benefit that family so much, you know, like what if they didn't have like another friend that they could link up with. So having that on your photo, having the photos on your genie plus just really increases that value for those 
guests that are buying that are usually like, you know, once every couple of years where they're not annual pass holders. Uh, I think that's going to be really great. I'm excited for, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I am too. And the thing is, I think it benefits Disney as well because it almost gives them, I mean, we're saying it's kind of like a goodwill gesture, which I mean, it's really not, it's just, it's giving a little more value to the purchase, but think about it. It's a digital asset. It's not costing them a whole lot of money to give you access to that non-watermark photo. And what are you probably going to do with that 50, 50? You're going to share that on social media. Yep. You know, and people could see it. So I, I think yeah. it's a win-win for, for both. So, Absolutely. What, I think this is something they, that's been missing since it launched. Yeah, Walt they, Disney they, World. they so, did it at Disneyland. I mean, why, why yeah. not do it? And, that, that's, and that's the exact, that's the exact scenario that I was just talking about with my boss. Like we weren't annual pass holders. We weren't getting mm -mm. photo pass, like tied to our ticket. So having that, like, and we downloaded all those photos. We we're making sure we we're doing all extra photo oh, yeah. stops and all that. Cause, and we had hundreds of photos that were included in our genie plus. It was perfect. Those are such good photos, man. That was such a great trip. And I, I can't wait. Cause such I get to go out trip. here in a couple of weeks, um, to get to see some of the Disney 100 stuff, the new promotion. So we'll be talking about the new parade. We're going to be talking about the, uh, the, the, the California food and wine festival they have at California adventure. We get to check that out. We get to see the new, uh, uh, uh world of color show. So we'll be talking. I'm so excited oh, for it. That's all awesome. It's man. going to be a quick thing, man. In and out, like in two days, going all the way to the West Coast. So we'll yep. just hope I make my connection. Speaking of Disneyland, I'm going to be calling Disneyland if you're listening to the live show on Wednesday. So if you're listening to the the re, on the feed, I would have already done this, where I'm going to try to book one of those new tower rooms for oh, a vacation luck. later this fall. It's I, I'm getting like run Disney nightmare fuel from this, you know, from my last registration where I'm getting like shut out. So we'll see how it goes. This is what's going to happen. Like, I'm not going to get through or B, they're going to tell me it's like $1,400 yeah, exactly. or something. Like, I'm like, no, thanks. Cause like, you'll be like, I got right through in five minutes. This was way too easy. It's cause everybody else yeah. is hung up. Cause it's your, it's your, it's your uh, 27 year allotment of points to stay for three days. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be points. I think they're oh, doing cash it. They don't have a, yeah. I don't think they know what the points charts are. So I think these, for these first call in days or whatever is going to be cash. And I'm so nervous, like how much it's going to be. Like I'm looking at the grand California pricing and thinking like, it's probably going to be similar to that. Like, I don't know. So we shall see, man. My wallet is very scared. <laughs> but they look sweet, man. As soon I as I saw those pictures, I was like, wow. We might not be going as I planned, but we'll see. We'll see what, how, we'll see how Wednesday goes. I'll <laughs> report back. Awesome. Yeah. The Disneyland tower. Cause we were there, you know, watching it kind of, when we were there, the summer is probably halfway done. You know, we're, they're still working on the exterior, hadn't started to the interior, but the tower was there. And with that finished, it's going to kind of close that whole pool, you know, Tangaroa Terrace, uh, Trader Sam's area in. I think it'll be a cool vibe. And especially there's going to be a new pool. Because remember, we were talking about that. Like, what's going to happen to the pool situation? Because you know, this summer, that pool was packed yeah, it was. constantly. I know it was 4th of July week, but still, it's busy at Disneyland. And it looks like the rendering does have a separate pool. I don't know if that's going to be DVC only or not, but at least there's going to be some other pool option, which will be good. And Katie's asking about Genie Plus at Disneyland. You still can't add it to your tickets as a part of the package, which is a bonus. I do that for guests all the time. You have two options when you put your package together for Disneyland. You can add the Park Hopper, just like you can at World, but you can still add Genie Plus to your tickets for the length of stay, which I'm just telling you, that's the best money you'll spend. I'm not trying to get you to upgrade your tickets. I'm just saying you'll be happier in the parks because you can just get right on that app and bam, 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 you know. And it's already... It's kind of like when you thought do like the dining plan and all those like other things back in the day, you're just prepaying it, which is good. Mm -hmm. And then you get to your trip and you don't even have to worry about it anymore. Right. Such a nice, such yeah, a nice feeling. I wish they still had, I mean, I know it's a demand thing, but I wish they still yeah. had that at world. So anyway, we're talking about, the, yeah, I do too. Yeah. 
Yeah, Disneyland's a good time. So we've talked Disneyland, we've talked Walt Disney World, a little Disney Cruise Line, but now it is time to talk to you. So give us a call, 407-413-9395, 407-413-9395. Give us a call and we can talk about anything you like here on the show tonight. One of the things I want to bring up, Scott, and this is, does benefit you and I as annual pass holders and some of our listeners that are live in the chat I see, is that starting on April 18th, so we're getting closer, we're about a month away, you will not have to make theme park reservations except on Saturdays and Sundays after two o'clock. If you want to just have a sleep in day, go into the parks later in the day. Why don't you have to think about it? Just hop in. How, I mean, I don't think they're ever going to get rid of theme park reservations, but it most like if I did think they were, this would be like, are they testing things? Are they, is this step one to get rid of them? It seems like a test. Maybe it doesn't. It does seem like a test, but yeah, that's a good thing. Especially if you're local. Now for us that aren't local, where we're staying on site, like, we, I mean, you could just do like a pool day in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Which we've done plenty of times, right? Actually, like rope dropping the pool is one of my favorite things to do because you can get, you can get prime seating. You know, it's not as busy, and then you can decide what you know when when o'clock after you have lunch. Like, hey, what park should we go to? Because we can go to any park now. That'd be kind of fun. And then you can just play the pick the bus game, right? First bus that shows up, Mike. It's been a while since we've done that game. It's been forever since we've done that game. Yeah, that'd be great. You just to uh, hop on. I think it makes it easier too. Like. You know, like you said, you had a pool day. Maybe you went and played some putt-putt. And, like, yeah. we just want to catch dinner. You know what? We can yeah. go wherever we want. We can go to Disney Springs. We can go to any yeah. of the parks. Doesn't Speaking matter. of the pick-the-bus game, I listen to, you know, I still listen to all the episodes. I download them right away, and then I save them for, like, walks. And I listened to an older one uh, last week where one of your guests on a trip report played the pick-the-bus game, leaving a park to go get, like, dinner that mm-hmm. night. So they, That's like, a good idea. solo. He was solo. He had no plans. I like, I don't know where to have dinner. I'm just going to go for the first bus. I see it. It was Port Orleans Riverside, which is ironic because we just had a fun experience at their food court, but that's where they ended up going. And then they Ubered back to their hotels. Like, I kind of like that. That's kind of fun. You know, we need to have a shirt that says don't mobile order lunch at Port Orleans Riverside. It's just not, but it should be like, the design should be like a yellow, like restaurant ticket or something too, like a order ticket. Yeah. Let's talk a little Disney here because I'll cut that out and uh, we'll put something out here for, for Thursday. I love Wade's comment. Like Mike's going to have a little editing to do later. A little bit of editing, just a little bit because, uh, I yeah. try, when I'm on the show, I try to not to have any edits at all. Like I had the, the robot vacuum cleaner going and it was emptying it out and I knew it was going to pick up. So I went on mute so that you wouldn't hear that noise. So, and then I guess I did it for nothing. Oh, well, you know, I appreciate you. So here's what we're going to do. Watch this. Wheel of Topics. <laughs> let's have a little fun here for a second. <laughs> there we go. Let's do it like we did that one time. So let's we can see just here. have people in the chat interact with us. Too. Yes. We want to hear you in the chat. So we yes. want to hear your answers to the wheels. That's what we're going to do. Okay, so here we go. We're going to play a little... Uh, we're going to play a little Walt Disney World Wheel of Random Topics for a few minutes, for about 15 minutes in chat room. You can join us and we'll read your chat uh, comments here in the on the show. We'll add Walt Disney World to this. So uh, let's see what we got here. Yeah, we're uh, really improvising here because uh, I don't know what's going on with Skype. So let's see. We're going to make sure we haven't. Um... Oh, there's a good one, actually. Okay. Here's the, the topic came up with. I guess share the screen here so everybody can see this is legit. So let's see. Share the screen. And pick the right one. It's this one. Share. I'll pop this up. Watch. This is legit. I got to make it full screen. So the, the topic is what real life situation, what's a real life situation where you stood up for someone or something in the theme parks. So at Walt Disney world, I'll go first. Cause you don't have a lot of time to think about this one. So 
<laughs> this was when Paige was probably like eight or nine. She was young. I remember that we were waiting for, it had to be wishes at the Magic Kingdom, right? It was, we were like all new to this, you know? So we were like gung-ho. We had waited probably an hour, an hour and a half or something to see the fireworks. We're in the hub. We have a great spot. We're like, we're like between the castle and the partner statue. So we're like up close because we had like, you know, we're like rookies. We're like waiting it out. It's like, you, sh- you know, like, like all the rookies do. And some like, as soon as the show started, this guy put his daughter up on, up on the shoulders, like next to us. Mm-hmm. And then a Norwegian guy, he was from Norway, but he hardly spoke English. Like they started going at it. And I, I was like, dude, this guy's right. Like he, this guy, the the guy, a jumps in front of the Norwegian guy who'd been sitting there with us the whole time, like for like 90 minutes or more in the heat of August, waiting for the fireworks. This dude just walks in, jumps in front of us, puts a kid on his shoulders. And the, the Norwegian guy politely tried to ask him to get the kid off his shoulders. He wouldn't do it. He was like rude to the Norwegian guy. So I had to like hop in. I'm like, look, dude, We've been here forever. Like, take the kid down. I understand you're evil. My daughter wants to see. I said, so does my daughter, you know, but I'll have her up on my shoulders. You know, it's in the sky. She's going to be able to see. I was like, I was like a ref, right? I was like trying to, it was like an international incident because they're getting ready to brawl, man. But I just remember like it didn't get to that. And finally he did take his daughter off his shoulders because what happened was the crowd kind of started like taking our side because everybody's packed in there. Right. This guy's got getting attacked. Yeah. Like it was like turning into a mob mentality, like jerk, get the kid off your shoulders because like you just came rolling in at five minutes to go and jumped in front of these people. And they've been waiting, you know, cause we were just hanging out, talking, eating hot dogs and popcorn and stuff, you know, just having a good time. And, just the, one of those moves where somebody comes in at the last minute, doesn't wait, boom, jumps in front of you. And then, I mean, even if that happened, nobody probably would have said anything, but then to put your kid on, and it's like a, a tall kid. I mean, just, I mean, I was tall and it blocked me and Paige wouldn't have had a shot. And the kid, the guy from Norway, like he came all over from Norway, let him see the fireworks. So like I was, you know, I had to pick a side there and I kind of stuck up for the Norway guy. Cause I'm just like, this guy's being a jerk. I hate when that happened because oh, yeah, I didn't, I, I don't that. like being drawn in, but I also don't want to let a bully win. So yeah. that was mine. Do you have anything like that? Um, so where I stood up for something. So I've stood up for an attraction, um, is one that jumps out to me. And this was actually in recent news this week too. And that's, um, what I would consider the greatest attraction at all of Walt Disney World, and that's uh, Impressions de France. Yes! Um, so so we're in the waiting room, you know, right? And then, like, people are gathering around, you know, there's families around, and then someone asked a cast member, I don't know exactly how it went down, but someone asked a cast member, like, what is this that we're waiting for? And, and the lady told him, like, well, it's this show about France, it's an 18-minute video about France, and they're like, oh, I thought there was some Beauty and the Beast thing in this theater. And like, oh no, no, that's early in the day. Now we're doing like the this 18 minute video on France. And like 18 minutes about France. That sounds boring. And I what? I just had to jump in because like I knew like they were like hating on it. I was like, I was like, I just want you to know like this theater is like so nice. You can sit down. There's great music. There's great visuals. Like, you know, 18 minutes does seem like a big time commitment, but trust me, it's gonna be the eight best 18 minutes of your day. And it's so much better than that other Beauty and the Beast video. <laughs> like I just had to like defend my beloved impressions to France because I could just see this person about to like flip out about it. And it's the greatest thing at Epcot. So 
I honestly though, I can't remember what they did. I know that's probably what you're going to be your follow-up question is what did that family do? I think they actually did leave the theater like that waiting room, but uh, they missed out, Mike. They, they really missed out. Well, I mean, it's more seats for us, right? The true believers is the way true. I see it. But here, so that was actually the hottest news story of the week that we missed at the top of the show was that earlier this week, they had cut impressions to France to, it was a 30 minute window. I think in the morning, they were only showing it, I think opening, once or twice. Opening. Yeah. Park opening. That was it. That was, I think it was like nine to 10 or something. I mean, something ridiculous. It was nine to nine 30, nine to nine 30. Yeah. And then I think it was open for like early magic hours. So if you're like an onsite resort guest, like it would open at eight 30 or whatever. So it would only run like once or twice at the most in the morning where no one's going to rope drop. Impressions no. France. I might be the only idiot I mean, that does that. Us. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. feels. But I did see that they were, they were getting heat on Twitter from the, and you you threw some on there. I saw Mary Jo uh, Collins throw some on. There were a lot of people doing that, and they have expanded it back a little bit. I, so maybe yeah. they're listening. I mean, that, so what they, they did, uh, they went back to what its original was. Was like I think it's like six thirty or seven. I think it's like seven thirty or something till the end of the night. But they kept that first half hour too. So basically, we got the extra half hour at the beginning of the day. But I applaud everyone. Yeah, I didn't want and. And my tweet was like, just be kind about it. Like, don't be like, oh, this is the dumbest thing ever. Just be like polite. Like, you know what? This is like one of the greatest Epcot attractions. It has so much Epcot history, blah, blah, blah. Just kindly write to guest relations. And dang, Mike, I think it worked. I think it a did. lot of people wrote in. Well, because it's not right. I mean, that is just a taste of old Epcot. And it's better in the early... Maybe you don't even have it's a button up to the end of the day. The evening, right? With Early evening. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's perfect to see like in that time between like supper, you know, eating dinner and then getting ready for the fireworks show. So like in between yeah. like six and eight. So that's time. what I just did over princess weekend. Uh, we had dinner at Yachtsman Steakhouse. Great meal, you know, like around five, six o'clock or whatever. Took a little time. Then we took the boat over to Epcot and into international gateway. We walked the France, we watched the film and then we watched harmonious. That was like the perfect night. In Epcot sounds, for me. Like yeah. it doesn't get any better than that. Sounds perfect to me. All right. Deanna's got a question actually here. So we'll do, we'll do a question here too. So she says, good evening, Mike and Scott. I'm hoping to get your thoughts on the morning of a cruise. We're going on a seven night cruise on the fantasy in may flying in the day before from New York and staying at French quarter. I was thinking of booking breakfast at Boma the morning of the cruise and aiming to get a port arrival time around noon. What do you both usually do the morning of your cruises? Does this sound doable? Trying to make the most of my limited time. We're going to stay at Coronado for two nights after the cruise and going to the Magic Kingdom for one day then. I, great idea. Now, I've done exactly this. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So I have actually, I, honest to God, I have done a Boma breakfast <laughs> the morning of a cruise. And let me tell you, I love Boma breakfast. It's so great. But like when I got onto the boat, the ship, yeah, like I wasn't hungry. That's and then a problem. That's, that's when a... I can start eating all the food for free. That's what I was going to so, say. I, I yeah. stopped eating the night before because I know, okay, I'm going to get on the ship and I'm going to destroy it as soon as I walk on. <laughs> so Deanna, what I recommend is like a small breakfast at your resort. Like if you, if you go for a morning walk or if you just need something to kind of tie you over, maybe like just like a small breakfast sandwich or share like a bounty platter with the family or something, just do something kind of small. Cause once you're on that ship, all you're going to do is eat. So you might as well save a few dollars and not as much as I love the Boma breakfast is one of my favorite meals on property, but like you're talking like 40 yeah. to $50 yeah. per person. 
just save that money a little bit and just put that towards something fun on the ship instead. So I would do a lighter breakfast. I'm like, I think you're a hundred percent agreeing. hundred percent because you're already paying for all your meals on the ship. And as soon as you walk on the ship, you're going to get great food. I mean, I, I enjoy the food. You're going to get, you know, all kinds of wide options. Um, is great, but it's expensive. And if you get something just like a counter service or something quick at your hotel, you're, I, I think at Boma, you could be stressed about the time. Even if you think you have more time, like you're going to be constantly watch, looking at your watch, like, oh my gosh, we got to get out of here. Even if you go over like at eight o'clock in the morning, it might not even be, you're just going to be concerned about that. Where if you're just getting something counter service, you have more control over things, right? You just walk up, grab some, you know, waffles and a you know, Mickey waffle and some sausage and eggs or whatever, and just, you know, leisurely take off whenever you feel like it. Boma, you got transportation time, getting over there and getting served and, even though it's a buffet, so got you know servers bringing you sodas and stuff and your bill. I, yeah, and I, I guess it would depend on what I would also throw in there. I guess it depends on what port arrival time you get because they are really. When I cruised last year, they're very stingy on your time, a lot more than they used to be previously. Yeah, yeah. they totally. So are. if you end up getting like two thirty or like a really late time, then eh, you might want to do because like then you're going to be really hungry and then everyone's going to be hangry and like you don't want to start a cruise off of being all angry because you didn't get enough breakfast, you know. So if you're Port arrival time is super late. You might want to reconsider some of that, but I just, I just, I think you're going to be better off not having that huge meal because when you get on a ship, ship, you're going to want to eat. <laughs> like that's how it is. Like that's the first thing you do. Every that's the first thing everyone does. They get on the ship. They take oh, a yeah. photo of the atrium. They hear their <laughs> name called. Boom! Like I'm going to Cabanas. That's totally it. Uh, by the way, Richards in our live chat tuned in on YouTube. He's never seen impressions of friends. I mean, I'm really great friends with Richard. So am I. That one, like, that hurts. It, it doesn't sting. I mean, it stings a little bit. Like, it more so surprises me. He's yeah. a Disney, Walt Disney World vet. Oh, it's got I the just, best I music. I, I, I just don't get it. It's, yeah, you you, you got to go see it. Anyway, yeah. uh, Brian says he stands up for run Disney events for people that don't get them. So I get that. I mean, because some people are yeah. like, ah, I don't get getting up. You have to, once you get bit by the bug, I think you get bit hard with run Disney. Like you got to get the medals. You got to get the shirts. You got to have the experiences. So I get it. Yeah. That's something people do. Uh, let's see. Yep. What no, else? That's a good one. Yep. Wade says, I almost had to actually stand up for Walt Disney world in general a lot. Not just run Disney. Coworkers are like, Scott, you're going again. Like why? Like, why do you go so often? So like, I almost feel like I have to stand up for Walt Disney world because as a whole, because I love it so much. I agree. Well, speaking of run Disney, Tom's got a question as of running the spring surprise 10 miler. This is going to be his first run Disney event nice. uh, that he won't, sorry, that he won't have a rental car. Do buses run regularly enough from pop to the expo or should I plan on Uber? Yeah, there's buses constantly running from pop to the expo. Like every 10, 15 minutes, you will have no issues. Pop, yep. Cause pop's right down the road. Yeah. This is, that's the closest resort to the expo. So yeah, it, I stay there for every race. I'm just about, and yeah, I mean, the buses are odd. That's one thing about Pop Century and Run Disney events, man. The buses are unbelievable. Knock on wood, because that's where I'm at for Spring Surprise too. So me and you will probably be splitting an Uber because there'll be no buses. Because I just said that. No, but they're usually great there. So uh, there we go. Okay, let's see. Uh, Deanna says she appreciates our guidance. Yes, yeah, so I'd say save the money on the Boma thing, or like Alfred said, do it after. But here's the thing. I don't know if like everybody's like this, but my wife and I are kind of this way. After a cruise, we're kind of like fooded out, like we just want like a Casey's like uh, corn dog nuggets or something after being on the cruise. We, yeah, we, I mean, we, I can go either way. Stuffed. Like, as you know, Mike, the, the, sh 
the main dining room isn't like my favorite food. Like I'm, you know, I like more like, like a yachtsman or a Topolino's things like that. So when I get off a ship, like I'm excited to have like a, like a nice signature meal at Walt Disney world. But I do hear what you're saying. Cause like, like, I can't do like buffets like after a cruise. I'll just say that. Like yeah. if we went to like Ohana or something, like I'm dead. I can't have Ohana after like a four or five night sailing or they're going on the fancy. So seven night, like I can't like no buffets for me after a cruise. Yeah. I remember. Cause we did that one time we did, we did 12 nights on a cruise because we did a five night podcast cruise. And then we did a back to back with our Royal sailed out like concurrently with when we got back on the podcast cruise, we went on a seven nighter on Royal. So we were on the cruise. We were on cruise for 12 straight nights. And by the end of that cruise, we were so just sick of just sitting down at a table service. Like we just wanted to eat like, cause they had a Johnny Rockets on that ship. And okay. we just go to Johnny Rockets and get like a hamburger. And it tasted so dang good. We're just like, I can't, I can't do like, you know, like the salad and the bread. And we were just like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, how just give me a burger. Yeah. Just give like, me a burger yeah. and fries. Yeah, That's how it was right. burger fries. Yeah. And we'll split a shake and we'll call it a day. Yeah. Katie's got a question yeah. though. Perfect for you, Scott. She says, uh, she's going to Topolino's dinner for the first time next week. What's your favorite dish and drink at Topolino's terrace? Oh man. So I have two favorites. Um, actually, I got like a lot of favorites there. Um, for like your main entree, I would say, if, if you're adventurous and like fish, like I, to me, like fish is kind of adventurous because I'm more like a like a steak guy. But <laughs> their sole fish is one of the greatest like fishes I've ever had. It is it's so tasty? It's so it's very filling. The first time I had it, like man, this thing isn't gonna fill me. Like I struggled to finish that thing. It's so good. So look at the sole fish if you like if you like seafood. Um, if you like steak, like their fillet mignon is awesome. There, I just absolutely love their fillet. But I really like some of their like other things, like the the pasta. Um, if you're going by yourself, like you could order that as like as your main entree. What I like to do when we're with a bigger group, we order the like the rigatoni. That's what I meant by pasta. The rigatoni, we like to order it for the whole table as like a little appetizer. But you have to absolutely, Katie, get the ricotta. The ricotta at the beginning of the meal, like you get their bread and this like this ricotta with this like little red sauce, like. I wish they just gave it. They should just default put it on everyone. We, do we have we had that when we were there, right? Is that we had? Yeah, that. We, yeah, that was yeah, killer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. The ricotta is so good. I yeah, I, I forget about that. Yeah, you're from Maryland. Seafood is definitely your jam. So uh, <laughs> the sole fish, trust me, is delicious. You're gonna love it. Every time I order it, the server is kind of like, great choice. My <laughs> wife and daughter order the fillet. They're like, okay. But when I when I ordered the sole, they're always like, oh yes, nice. Burger. So go with the sole. <laughs> See, I'm terrible at oh, ordering. And the drink. Um, I don't know if you're a bourbon drinker, but their old fashioned is rock on a top three for me. So definitely get the old fashioned if you like bourbon. Um, I mean, they have a full bar there. So, I mean, I know they have like specific like cocktails to the resort. Honestly, I don't look at the others because like old fashioned at Topolino's is one of my favorite, but they have an open bar. So you can kind of order whatever you kind of like, but definitely get the get the old fashioned. And sometimes if you're lucky, the ice cube will actually have Topolino's Terrace engraved on it, which is kind of cool. for That is crazy. That is so nuts that they do that stuff. I love that, but especially like coffees with the yeah. So now we got to get you that one, Mike, because when we went, you weren't doing old fashions at that time. I know. I'm waiting for the weather to break, and I'm going to buy my my set so I can have it on the deck. Yes, (laughs) I can't wait. Oh, I was actually what Brooke has a good question because when I saw this, I was going to ask you because you retired from Run Disney for a year at least or so. It's a hiatus. Not retirement. Hiatus. Okay, that's a good word. I like I like hiatus. You take, you're on a break. Yeah, I'm on a break. You're Ross a, and Rachel. Exactly. Me you're on a break. Right but sure enough, 
as if Disney doesn't know, like, like, okay, Scott's on a break here. Let, let's cast that line. Yep. And because mm-hmm. who's the character for wine and dine? Figment for the challenge. Figment. I, I swear <laughs> they must like a run. Disney spokesman must be a BR guy's lizard. Like I'm convinced they saw my, not really a rant. Just like, you know what? I've been doing this for a long time. I haven't missed a race weekend in the last two years. Like I'm taking a little break. I'm frustrated with the Disneyland registration process. I'm going to take a little break. And what do they do? Figment's going to be the yeah. wine and dine Ch- Check out our, check out our banner with Scott. He's wearing a figment hat in our yeah. cartoon. So there you go. They yeah. kill me with that. Um, so I think the registration for that's actually coming up in a couple of weeks. So I had to decide. But Mike, I'm leaning. I know you're not the biggest fan of this. And it does seem kind of silly because it's basically like I'm just doing this to buy a medal. But I might do it virtual. Uh, I'm thinking about doing the virtual option <laughs> as silly there as that sounds, but dang, like a figment theme race sounds so awesome. I know I saw it and I thought it was very cool. Now I am, I am, I'm saying this, I'm passing on wine and dine for, for this fall because I, the last two years I've registered for it and not run the events except for one of the 10 K's. That's true. <laughs> That's so, true. I got frustrated two years ago and just split after the 10 K. I'm yeah. like, forget the half. And then, um, Last year, our football team was was having a good run, so I wanted. And to then I ended up going, and then you. Were like, I know, and then you were that, yeah. So it was because like you weren't going to be there, so I was like, I forget it, and then you yeah. go, you know, like Tuesday or something. You decided to go, so it was. <laughs> no, it was Friday. Yeah, it was <laughs> late. I was like, Friday. wait, wait, how are you going? I said I wasn't. Yeah. I moved my flight. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I do have to take a yeah. break. There could be some bigger travel plans for the gardeners like this year. So like sometimes you just like. Because run Disney weekends, as you know, Mike, as a family of three, like that can add up three flights. You know, mm-hmm. you're getting a room for four nights, meals for three, you know, it gets to like two or $3,000 pretty easily when you think about all the run Disney registration too. So might have to say, no, put that money to the side for, for another trip. Yeah. I mean, Sometimes I got to make a sacrifice. I'm know? definitely planning on doing marathon. Of course, that's my favorite, but wine and dine, I just think it, it, my problem is it's during my favorite time of the year. It's football season, you know, and it's just, I, I know it's like one weekend, but it's like always a big, big weekend for football. And I, I mean, I love run Disney, but I love college football more than I love run Disney by a long shot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I do love run Disney, but you know, I'm a football guy. I do too. And I love Riley and Palky and Clarissa, like all our, our <laughs> guest lizards hanging out, but I'm sorry, guys. I'll talk to you on the social media that way. Right, right, I got it. I, I, I said, I'm going to take a year break. I, I have to commit to it. Right. I just, or else like my word means nothing if I back out on it. So. All right, Alfred's got a question. We'll get his question here because he was trying hard and we couldn't connect with him, but we're going to get that fixed for next Sunday night. I'll, get, I'll totally get that fixed probably tonight, but we'll get it fixed for next week because I've been wanting to take calls all week. This is bumming me out. Uh, Scott's opinion, if you book a last-minute hotel, which hotel would you pick? Like if you had to do last minute, I guess anywhere is availability. So that, yeah, so there's a lot of variables here. I actually just had to do this because we came down a couple of days earlier for Princess because of the weather. Um <laughs> Honestly, one thing I look at is price, Alfred, you know, like availability and price. Um, You know, if the only thing available is the three bedroom villa at Old Key West for like a couple thousand dollars a night, like I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So exactly not happening. Yeah. So I have, so I have stayed in the values, right? Like I don't mind the all-stars like pop century. I absolutely love. So with those last minute trips, like, Everything is going to be a jackpot, right? Because you weren't planning on going on vacation or whatever. You know, like you just wake up one day like, hey, let's have an awesome weekend. Let's go down to Walt Disney World. So for those trips mainly, it's kind of like 
more like theme park centric or just like general like having fun like it doesn't really matter where i'm staying so i usually shoot for the values there i see now he's asking for deluxe so last minute deluxe i like to go to um i will just say like animal kingdom lodge is one that yeah. uh, i think gets, that's me too um, falls off the radar a lot i think it's the price point is right when you compare it to like a yacht and beach or or a monorail resort i think uh animal kingdom lodge is very affordable in that stance and we talked about Boma already. You know, you got great dining. Um, you know, you got the safari and everything. I just wish those rooms would get refurbished, um, which hopefully that will come someday soon. But uh, just love relaxing and hanging out at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I would go with that as my last minute pick. Or Oak Key West. I mean, if you're cons- considering, I mean, yeah. which is Deluxe Villas, because uh, you can get a Deluxe yeah. Studio there for a decent price on a discount a lot of times. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this, okay? Because here's the situation I was in last night. And I've been putting this off and then I got sick. I've been sick for the last four days. So I haven't been doing more than I needed to as far as work. And so I'm going to Disneyland for this media thing at the end of the month. Right. And, but I'm staying one extra night because we get a three day ticket, but it's only a two, you get a two night hotel stay with the event. Okay. And so I want to use all three days of the tickets. Right. Cause they told us the tickets have genie plus and they have uh park hopper. So I'm like, dude, I'm there. Yeah. I want to use it. So Dude, it's Disneyland. Man. I know like, it's Disneyland, right? And I'm I know going some people are like, oh, you can do Disneyland with a no, two day ticket. Yeah, totally. like, I always say max out. Get but if I got three days on my ticket, I want to use all three yeah. days on my ticket. Right. Absolutely. So here's the thing. Okay. This was killing me last night. I went back and forth like three times before I made the purchase. And I just want to know what okay. you would have done. Oh, well, here's man, my I'm choice. Excited. Okay. Yeah, here we go. So, and you know how expensive the hotel rooms are on site at Disneyland. But I looked at it as yes. like, this, this is what I'm paying for the whole trip. Other than like the like the cost of my flight, which I had to pay for, but like, you know, it's a media thing. So they're, they're, they're footing the bill for a lot of this. So I had to add one night stay because Wednesday and Thursday now to the event. So that's your accommodations, right? And it's at the Disneyland hotel. So I want to stay Friday night so I can use that ticket all day Friday because the tickets, three day tickets, Wednesday, Thursday, or the day, yeah. days we're doing stuff. And then Friday, so you're going to, you're going to fly down day. Wednesday. They're going to put you up Wednesday, yeah. Thursday night into wherever yep. they're going to put you yep. up. So you have to and make a decision. Checkouts on Friday. on Friday. Like everybody goes okay. home on Friday, but your ticket's still good on Friday. If you want to use yeah, so it, so you're going to, you're going to check out, check in somewhere else. Okay. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So here's my choices. Like I want to stay on site, right? Cause I'm not gonna have a car or anything. So I was, you know, I had three choices. I had Disneyland hotel, grand California or paradise pier. Well, I'm already at the yeah. Disneyland hotel. And so I, so I was like, do I book another night at the Disneyland hotel or do I just save about, it was about $200 cheaper to stay at paradise pier. Now yeah. it's only one night. And here's the thing. The next morning, my flight's at six 30 AM. So I'm going to have to get up at about three o'clock in the morning to head to the airport. So I'm not even going to be there that whole night. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to mm-hmm. be there just, I mean, just not long at all. Like Friday night, I'll go to bed and I'll get up in a few hours and head to the airport. Like won't get any yeah. amenities at the hotel or anything. So I was like, do I save the $200 and stay at Paradise Pier or do I just spend the extra 200 and stay at Disneyland Hotel for that extra night? And I went with Disneyland Hotel for the extra 200 and here's why. Because I didn't want to have a surprising move, actually. Okay. Okay. okay, I know because I was going back and forth like so many times. But here's why. Because I didn't want to have to like... So when I check in on Wednesday, I'm going to go to the people and tell them, look, I have one extra night. It's a standard view room. It's probably going to be what I'll have for the event. Can I, you know, can you make it so I can stay in the same room for all three nights, you know, if possible. The thing I didn't want to have to do was like on Thursday night or Thursday, once the event's over, I'd have to take everything out of my room, drag it over to Paradise Pier, go through the check-in process again. What I'm doing is I'm rolling the dice on the opportunity that I won't have to recheck in and check out or that it won't be so time, like uh, such a time hog. 
You know, it's no, such an inconvenience. That. So I'm going for that on convenience where you can totally. like peace of mind almost, right? So that you can Friday morning don't have to worry about like coming back. Like if you're having fun at Disneyland and then oh your your new room is ready, then yeah. you feel like we're talking about that on Friday show, right? Like what do you do during that time? Like that's kind of a weird situation because then you're gonna feel like, well, I have to leave and yeah, make sure my luggage gets back to my room safely. Like, yeah, you don't want to do that. So I totally understand the, the the call there. And hopefully you can just have the like for like room category and like obviously there's inventory for your first two nights and there's inventory for your second. Why not just keep you in the same room? So I'm I like it. I, yeah. I like that call. I hated paying the extra money though. And I wanted to experience Paradise Pier to be honest. Like they have a different hotel, but I mean I could just yeah. see because I know Thursday night, part of the agenda they've sent us, like, we're out late Thursday night. Like, because it's like World of Color and, you know, something after that. So you're going to get back super late. Yep. Yeah, I just, I, I could just see myself driving. I, and I, I just feel more, you know, I'm a place of state is Disneyland Hotel. Like, I'm solo. I've never flown yep. into, like, LAX. I've never flown, I'm, I'm connecting through, I've never really connected. Mm-hmm. So connecting through Vegas. And, it's gonna and be you're a family guy like there. me. You're a family guy like me. The girls loved Disneyland when you all were out there, like, so you'd almost want to rather experience a new hotel with them. Like that's another way to look yeah, at it, right? Yeah. But I, I did want to check it out. But I was just yeah. like, if I didn't have to like, you know, drag my suitcase, because I would do it myself, you know, just because yeah. it'd be easier. But like, it, it's just one more variable like that I can just knock out. Hopefully, like yeah. if I can just explain to the lady on Wednesday, look, I'm staying one extra night. Here's the other confirmation number, please, if possible. In the worst yeah. case. Maybe I could just come down, check in, check out, and do that, like, all in the same hotel. Like, I don't have Can to I ask you another question? All stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Was Grand California never on, on the table? No, that was not on the table. I looked at the <laughs> price. I was like, heck no. That was not even on the table. No, no, okay. no, no. I looked, trust me, I looked, and I said, I laughed. I said, yeah, I'm checking out at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my goodness, because, like, that might be my favorite Disney resort I've ever stayed at. I love Grand California. No, so, it, we'll get you there. We'll no, get there. Yeah, I, Dude, totally. I want to, but yeah, too bad. That's not where you're being put. That's up what at. I said. I know that. when Pam told me about this event, I was like, so uh, Grand California, like, Disneyland hotel. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, it, it, William, it, he, our William Heinrich here is on, in the live chat with us. You know, he, Disneyland is his jam. He's always there. Club 33. Um, but he's much LAX is kind of a dump in long beach was, I loved long beach flying in there, but, they're giving us rides from LAX to Disneyland and back. So that's why I'm going there. And plus I just want to see, I've never seen LAX. I've seen it like in chips, you know, like in all these TV shows in my childhood. Yeah. I just want to go in yeah. and out one time by myself, like a big boy, see what it's like in the big. Yeah. I'm world. not the biggest LAX fan myself. I've been there a couple of times. Um, the first time was on Thanksgiving day and like the shuttle to like the airport, like the offsite air. I mean, not the airport, the offsite like rental car. It was like the scariest ride I think I've ever been Shut in my up. life. Like, it was so like the driver must have been. It felt like they were going like ninety miles per hour, like on a pothole road. Like we we're like flying in the air, and like it was just. That's like how I remember LAX for some reason. I know we've been back a, a second time. It seems like it's always under construction. Is just, I don't know. I don't like it. That's why I like to fly to San Diego instead and spend a couple of nights there when I go out. But I had a guest just uh, was talking to her last week about how you do that. And she says, I'm going to do what Scott did. Go to San Diego a couple of days. That's awesome. And I was like, I have to connect. Go to, go to Little Italy. That's you know, said, uh, go to Mexican place with the tortillas. Yeah. So, someone messaged me on Instagram, actually. They're going to do that cruise out of the wonder in San Diego, which interests me a lot, too. And they're asking, like, where they should go. I talked about about talked about the Old Town Mexican Cafe. Man, that place has the best homemade tortillas I've ever had in my life. George was the 
just there recently too. Our uh, good friend George. Yep, got to get out there. Uh, let's see. We had a question here. This is kind of funny, even though I promise I'm gonna get the phone lines fixed for next Sunday night because we'll have. I, all, I'm kind of liking calls. this though. Like, I know this is guy, this, this, this is like show, kind this of. is basically like Scott Knight is talking on the phone at this point. But uh, <laughs> thanks for hanging with us on the party line. Uh, Stephanie's asking, is there a way around getting everyone in the room the same tickets? We have a friend joining us for only part of our trip. We'll have a package with four day hoppers, but she only needs two days. So the only way to do that is you book the room as a room only, and then everybody else has to buy their tickets a la carte. So that way everybody can have the flexibility to buy whatever ticket they need. But yeah, everybody in the room, like if somebody is on there and you know, everybody has to have the same length of ticket. And if everybody either has to have the park hopper or not, so they have to have the exact same tickets. Um, you can add a person as a day guest, but they, that wouldn't work if they needed tickets. Like that'd be for somebody that wouldn't like, if you just need somebody in your room for like two nights or just hanging with you for a couple of days and they have tickets already, you can do that at the resort itself after check-in. But in this case, you would book it as a room only and everybody would buy their tickets a la carte. And then once you link them through my Disney experience, it kind of works like a package anyway, but it's the, the problem with that is. In the package, everybody, you just pay a $200 deposit and everybody's got their tickets and everything up front until you make your final payment. Everything's good. With this, you'd have to pay the first night for the room only. So the deposit's different there. And then you have to pay for the tickets in full at the time of purchase, which is kind of a hit, you know, more than the $200 deposit for everybody. So that's how you get around that. See if we have. So, Mike, there's a non-Disney comment here that I just want to quick address. So, William said, in San Diego, go to Hodad's. Bacon burgers are amazing. I don't know if you know this, Mike. Well, you said you said Hodad's? Yeah, Hodad's. <laughs> I was like, what? But the bacon cheeseburger was invented in Lansing. No way. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know, like, how... I mean, I'm saying but, who, who, uh, people probably always put bacon on cheeseburgers. I, so, I mean, come so, on. Yeah, but, so, there's an A&W in Lansing. A&W root beer. <laughs> okay, yeah, I love and those. And there was a customer that... I always ordered a cheeseburger and asked to put bacon on it as like an extra. And then finally, A&W made a menu item, a bacon cheeseburger. And I, from what I've read and researched, that's the first ever like legit menu item that was a bacon cheeseburger. It was right here in Lansing. I'll go with that. I mean, I'm going to, I mean, yeah, I'm going with it. I so. totally would. God, A&W, we don't have really A&Ws around here anymore, but I used to love those. Yeah. And they were good. I've met one of those in probably 20 years. Oh, Jody's got a question. No, this isn't. Uh, she says, I know this isn't listener questions, but it is when the phone line is now. Work. She says, uh, let's see. What is the best location for your room on a cruise ship? If you get motion sickness are some decks noisier than others never been and considering our first with family and friends for 2024 kids ages three to nine or 2025, they'll be four to 10. Okay. So just in general, these ships are huge and it's not going to matter that much where your ship, where your stateroom is on the ship. However, Scott and I tend to really enjoy, well, I know we've done this before. There are some cabins that are aft facing, which aft is the very back of the ship. And yeah. so they tend to have larger balconies and they face like when you're looking out of the back of the ship, you see the wake of the ship, which is pretty cool. Like you see like kind of the trail of where the ship's gone. It's really beautiful. Um, and we will sail those. Now we'll say they have bigger balconies, but those are noisy cabins because you're, you are over the, like the engines and you're over like the anchors when they pull into port, you hear the chain and stuff like that. So those can be a little bit noisier than other locations, but you gain usually a larger veranda for the same price as the other ones in that category. Um, but what I don't notice a difference, what the, the general kind of 
thought process is the higher on the ship you are and the more midship, the less motion you'll have. I mean, if you think of physics that that's right, right? Because if you're on either the extreme ends, you're going to pitch more and the middle is not going to pitch as much And the higher up yard tends to just make you, I think, feel better because you're above the water line, you know, instead of like being down on deck two where you're right next to where the waves are crashing. But yeah. I've sailed in deck two ocean view staterooms, like with just the big porthole. I'm, I was fine. And I, and I do get motion sick. I can't do flight of passage. I can't do star tours. Uh, get guardians gets me messed up. So, you know, I, I am one that gets motion sick, but the ships don't bother me, but I, I haven't had any problems, but they usually say higher up midship is your best bet. What, what do you think, Scott? You've sailed a bunch of times. No, I think you're spot on. And like my wife gets a little motion sickness, not not like too bad where she can't do some of these rides. I mean, like Star Tours, for instance, is one like she's retired from. I know you have two, Mike, where you two like can't do that anymore. Nope. But we always, I like aft. I love being in the back of the ship. Um, there's just something about like something about that where it does tend to rock a little bit. So I would say like Mike is right because of my experience being in the back. Like I do feel it swaying some, but I love that feeling because it like puts me to sleep at night. So I would say Mike is spot on, like somewhere in the middle um, would be, would be perfect for, for a situation like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, especially like if you're doing a Bahamian cruise, say, you know, the thing is the ship's never going that fast on a Bahamian cruise. Cause you're not covering that geographically large of a footprint. It, when you look at like where Castaway Key is in the Bahamas, they're almost basically due east of Miami. Like you have, well, at least I did. I don't know if everybody else did, but like when I was first sailing, I always thought that like when you really left Port Canaveral, like you were really far out in the ocean. Like when you went to the Bahamas, you know, and I had this perception that we were, you're really not that far. Like if, if you superimpose like your, your cruise route, like, you know, over like a state of Missouri map, it would be only probably like going from like St. Louis, not even to, columbia you know like where mizzou is which is not very far like 120 miles or so you know but it seems i guess because there's no no landmarks or anything on the water you know it feels exotic but you're not really going that fast and you know most times of the year that there's not many waves i i've never i mean knock on wood i haven't had rough seas for sure all right so well that is gonna just about wrap it for this crazy show where we did one Wheel of random Walt Disney World topics. We did some listener questions and we destroyed the phone lines. So, I mean, what are you going to do? It's success. It's, you know what I say? It's um, it's March Madness, baby. We're kicking it off early here on a Sunday. <laughs> we screwed it all up. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. What's Our going teams on. will not be battling each other, but um, it'll still be fun to watch the madness as Wait, always. Are we, though, on opposite like total sides could could it be a national championship of Missouri i think it would be a Michigan national State? championship i think uh-huh. it would be i haven't i haven't looked at the bracket full. i mean the, the selection show just happened yeah, same, like 20 minutes same. before we went live so i haven't fully analyzed it yet just michigan state side yeah know, so yeah i i did notice though there's a quad of four teams and it's three of our rivals out of the four teams kansas arkansas and illinois are like yeah in the same two yep. you know games where they'll play each other I was like, that's pretty nice. Get rid of them quick. So we'll see. All right. Kansas will roll, but we'll see. But anyway, Kansas will roll. Yes. They will. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you go. William says, you calling it uh, Mizzou Sparty for a natty. That'd be nice. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be at the final four for sure. I oh, go to every Michigan state final four. So we'll, we'll be there. If, yeah. I I think if I'd that have happens, to Mike, you got to come. I would, I would have to be there. I would, I, but I mean, all I got to say is Norfolk state state. The one year we had a great team. I mean, we were like, we were punching our ticket to the final four that oh, yeah. year, dude, 
Thursday afternoon, I get home from teaching second grade that year. Bam, Norfolk State. I didn't even know where that school was, and they knocked us out. We were like a we were like a two or three. I think we were a two seed that year, and got I know knocked for out. We were a two seed because if you look back at that bracket, Mike, the number seven seed was Michigan State. <laughs> so if you would have won that game, this was before we knew each other, but it would have been a Michigan State Mizzou game in the second round. Oh. And I was so pumped. Norfolk State won. <laughs> that was an easy sweet 16 for Michigan I was like, State. I don't even know where Norfolk State is. I know it's not a state. I don't care where you are. How are you going to do this? Now, now I say that, I don't know if we would have been a sweet. I don't know if we would have played in the second round. I know we were somewhere around there, and I was excited that Mizzou got dropped early because I knew we were in that bracket area somewhere. Now I'm going to have to look it up and send it to you. All I remember is I got my iPad 3 that day because it came in the mail. I think it was my <laughs> iPad 3. It's an iPad. And I was so excited that I was just like, oh, at least this dulls the pain. Because, I mean, you know, like as a Mizzou fan, we always oh, get yeah. that disappointment. Like it's just, it's constant. It's just the story of our life. Wade says he'll meet us. If we get a, a Sparty, Mizzou, Natty, uh, he'll be there too. So we'll yeah. do a live show from the national championship. If we, yeah, we're real good at getting stuff technically going, but we'll see how it goes. Anyway, so live shows this week. Don't forget, if you're tuned in live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, of course, listener questions coming your way on Wednesday. We've got a fun Disneyland trip report for your Monday. So if you're tuned in live today, that's hitting the feed right in about an hour. And Friday, Scott will be joining us. Pam will be with us. We'll be having a good time talking fun topic. So if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, just hit me up on Twitter at Mike. Maybe we'll do your shows, but it's got to be in the next 24 hours so we can find out what's going on there. Don't forget, shows always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. I'm standing by to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Just swing by the website, themagicforless.com. Fill out that quote form. I'll take care of you right away. So check them out again over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who allow us to put these shows out each and every week. Our patrons also get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every Tuesday. So come on over, join us this week, patreon.com slash beourguestpodcast. Give Scott a follow on social media at epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at beourguestmike, and we'll be talking to you on the social media in between shows. All right, we'll be back again on, well, if you're listening to this on the feed, on Friday with another fun podcast. So enjoy the basketball. Enjoy your week. Have a great one. For Scott, I'm Mike, wishing you a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.